We're in this uh, Fabrengen, up to the second talk of the Rebbe, which has some similar themes to the first talk. Let's go right to it. Second Sicha is page 109. goes Bechlal, Fader Sacherinim, Kachin's Gabriel, in time of exile in general, and especially in, in the last generations, when the difficulty of Golos has gotten greater, all the Jewish people want and are waiting for Meshach to come. In order that things should get comfortable, it should go from the, a place of constraint to a place of abounding relief. Especially those Jews who are in a very difficult situation. Whether it's a physical difficulty or a spiritual difficulty or both. They feel very much their own personal difficulties, and that is mixed with the feeling of the difficulty of all the Jewish people. When you feel difficult yourself, so then you make you're sensitive to to problems. You feel it. So they really want Mashiach to come. Why do they want Mashiach to come? Because they want to leave this position of constraint to comfort. People always say that the Rebbe says this, and I always wonder if the Rebbe actually did, but here we go. The Rebbe discusses why you should want Mashiach. Is it enough to want Mashiach just because things are hard? The Gemara says Mashiach will come when Hesachadas is usually translated as when your mind is not on it, when you're, when you're not thinking about it. The Gemara says there are three things actually that come when you're not expecting it. One is a lost object. The other is a scorpion, being attacked by a scorpion. And the third is Mashiach. The Gemara doesn't mean that if you think about a scorpion, that's a way to protect yourself from scorpions. And that if you think about Mashiach, Mashiach is not going to come. The Gemara means is that when you, or you're looking for a lost object and you're trying to expecting to find it, you're not going to find it. What the Gemara means is when, when these three things come, it's always a shock. It's always a surprise. You're looking for a lost object. When you actually find it, like, oh, there it is. So it's always a shock when you find something that you lost in a similar way. When Mashiach will come, no matter how much we are speaking about it and talking about it and learning about it, it's going to be a shocker. But let's go deeper into this, uh, into this passage. Das umlashen eskashos. The word das, which is the language of the Gemara, Mashiach will come behesach das. Das means connection. That you are bound very strongly to something. When we talk about das, we're not just talking about being connected. We're talking about something that is relevant to you. Something that not just is relevant to you, but something that affects you. It touches you. Riraton in Yiddish doesn't just mean that it, it, it touches you deeply. The more you care about something, the more it touches you, touches you until there are, to the point that there are things that touch the deepest part of your heart. And when something touches the deepest part of your heart, then your connection is the greatest. Your, your connection is... The more something affects you, the more some, you care about something, the more your das connection is to that thing. In Tanya, the Rebbe is quoting from, uh, the Alter speaks over there about how people sometimes say things and do things for their finances that don't make any sense at all because the Alter says a person is very connected to their money. 
and therefore they uh, that cause them lasses meisim daber deburim shleibadas klal to say things and do things which are totally totally um, unintelligent. So, so, so uh, when you're connected to something, uh, I'm sorry, when you when you really care about something, that that means you are deeply bound to it. You have a you have a strong dash to that thing. What are you closer to? Are you closer to your father? Or are you closer to the table? Your 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 connection when you care about someone that that that's that's a connection, that's das. And that's the meaning of the passage of the Gemara when it says Mashiach will only come when you don't have das. What does that mean? That means your desire for Mashiach to come should not be because of your connection to Mashiach, because you have a problem, because it's something about you. It shouldn't be because something touches you very deeply in your heart. Rather, it should be something that is even beyond the depth of your heart. It should be, why should you want Mashiach? Not only because it's something that affects you to the depth of your heart, that, that should be there too, but it should be also because Hashem's desire is to have a home in this world. So it shouldn't just be about your das, about your connection, because you really care about Mashiach to come, but it should be because Hashem wants, uh, I'll never forget, this, this, it was at this time of year, and I was a counselor in Seattle, Washington, and there was a Jew there, Mr. Bardavka, worked in the Chabad Center, and he was carrying a heavy box, and uh, he, um, and unfortunately, had a heart attack. And uh, he didn't tell the Chabad Center that he, that he had a heart problem, and he, and he, he died at this time of the year. And I remember uh, that night, his son Boris saying Kaddish after the funeral by Mairev. I mean, everybody was crying. Uh, every, just, just you want, let Mashiach come right now, Hashem, let Mashiach come right now. You, you felt it. So that's that's not saying that, that that you don't really care. Of course, you really care. There's things that bother you that you really care about that are really important. But beyond you really caring about it because of what's going on in your life, what you notice about the the angst of the exile. Besides that, there's something deeper than that. That is, there is there is the the big dream. The big dream is that Hashem wants to have a home in this world. That is the uh, key to bring Mashiach. It's that it's not only about you, it's about Hashem's, your desire for Mashiach should also be about Hashem's desire being satisfied. This is also alluded to in the exoteric part of the Torah, in Nigla. The Rambam says, why did the wise and why did the prophets desire the time of the coming of Mashiach, it wasn't because they wanted to rule the world, it wasn't because they wanted to eat and drink and be happy, rather it was because they wanted to be focused on the Torah and its wisdom. It was in order that the nations of the world that don't allow us to study Torah should leave us alone, and we should be able to be comfortable, we should, be, we should have margoya, we should have tranquility, and we should be able to increase in wisdom. That means it wasn't, their desire for Mashiach wasn't in order they should enjoy things in, have for their enjoyment. It was in order that they should be able to study Torah in comfort. That's what the Rambam says. They wanted Mashiach because they wanted to study Torah comfortably. Question could be asked. Rambam 
What's the most geschmack thing in the world? So for an intellectual person who is into intellectual stuff, and especially someone who's into the intellect of the holy, of holy intellect, like the Rambam, was into the wisdom of Torah. What's the greatest pleasure that there is? The greatest pleasure that there is is not a, uh, in the language of Yale, ice cream, pizza. The greatest pleasure in the world is, is the intellect. The greatest pl- pleasure is a tesis. The greatest pleasure is a mimer. The, the, what's satisfying for someone who is intellectual, especially someone who's into, into the intellect of Torah, the most enjoyable thing that there is, it's not just what he's into, the most enjoyable pleasure that there is, the, the, the most geschmack thing that there is from the objective standpoint of someone who is a little bit more elevated and he's into intellectual things, he has more enjoyment from the Torah than, than a regular person has from a stake. Like, I think it was Rabbi Isaac Homler who said, the Chassid al-Trabi said, if, if, if the Bali Taiva, those who are into their, their vain um, desires, would know how enjoyable it is to understand the Maimar Chassidus, they will leave all their Taivas to learn a Maimar Chassidus. If they understood how Geshmak it is to understand the depth of Hashem's wisdom in, in a Maimar, it's so much more Geshmak, it's so much, it's so much better. It just it tastes better. He's not talking about it's, it's more noble. It's plus it tastes better. And the Torah says about itself, it is your wisdom and it is your understanding even in the eyes of the Gentiles. Gentiles also recognize the Torah as something which is incredibly wise. So, certainly Jewish people recognize the Torah as something which is, which is the greatest wisdom. Vim Cain, so if that's true, that the most enjoyable thing there is, is to understand the Torah. So what is the contrast that Maimonides is presenting over here? says, they did not desire Mashiach for pleasure, they desired Mashiach to study Torah in comfort. One second. That's also, that's also pleasure. That's a greater pleasure. They didn't want Mashiach to have, I believe it's the used to say, if Terimitzis is the truth, it's the MS, there's nothing better. And if, if it isn't true, what do they have anyways? A piece of chazer? <laughs> I don't want it anyways. So, what's more geschmack? What's, what, what's more satisfying? They didn't want Mashiach for a smaller pleasure, they wanted Mashiach for a greater pleasure, for a greater geschmack. The Ramam is, is, seems to negate wanting Mashiach for geschmack because it's pleasurable. But he says they want the Mashiach for the study of Torah. So they could study Torah comfortably. That's also pleasure. That's a greater pleasure. For a wise man, there is no greater pleasure than studying Torah comfortably. So why does Ramam say they did not want Mashiach for pleasure? They wanted Mashiach for the greatest pleasure. So what does Ramam mean when he says that they didn't want Mashiach for pleasure? There's an explanation like this. Let's first preface by the previous Rebbe classifying Maimonides as a Kabbalist. There's a discussion among uh, historians whether the Ramam do Kabbalah or not, but the previous Rebbe says clearly that the Ramam was a Kabbalist. In the time of the Rambam, it was still forbidden to reveal Kabbalah. Therefore, the Rambam was careful not to reveal Kabbalah. There are many things in the Rambam that you see he alludes to Kabbalistic concepts. Um, just the very first words of the Rambam, the, the foundation of all foundations, the pillar of all wisdoms, 
is an acronym for Yudke Vavke. There are many, many Rebazim in the Rambam for Kabbalistic concepts. Gedinenenu. What is Rambam trying to hint to over here when he says that the wise did not desire Mashiach for the sake of pleasure? They only wanted Mashiach because they wanted to study Torah comfortably. What that means is they didn't want to study Torah. They didn't want Mashiach to be able to, to be able to study Torah because the pleasure in Torah, they didn't just want to have a spiritual exodus from Egypt and be able to go from whatever, uh, whatever suffering that they had in order to be able to have a spiritual redemption, to be able to study Torah comfortably. Rather, they wanted to study Torah b'menucha. The word menucha means tranquility, and what Ramam is alluding to, studying Torah for its own sake. Abiel, whenever he would, uh, he would teach, he would always laugh. And it was hard to figure out what made them. <laughs> His humor was very interesting. He, there's a lot of things he thought were very funny, which, 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 which weren't funny to other people. Like he'd be laughing, and I'm like, what is this guy laughing about? He, he, he just, he, he found a lot of like, uh, um, he, he found it very humorous. The fact that people were into like low things, like people who didn't get it, people like like they're so off. It's like it's like it was like it was, like, it was like the funniest thing to him. For example, you, he spoke to us once about an article he read. You read an, you read an article about um, why we should study Torah. So this art, this 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 writer says you shouldn't study Torah for the sake of just knowing halacha. You shouldn't study Torah just for the sake of of bettering your ethics. You shouldn't study Torah. Uh, to to, uh, to 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 try to affect your ideology and to open up your mind, rather you should learn Torah because it's such an incredible geshmaka wisdom. He all started laughing and laughing. Just study Torah because it's so enjoyable. Why was he laughing? He was laughing because he's so off. He had so close. He was like he was like the saying what Chassidus says: Don't study for this. That Torah is not, it's not just about halacha. Torah is not just about ethics. Torah is not just about not not just about Wisdom. That's, that, that's the next place this went. But he took a right turn and slammed right into a wall. Study Torah because it's so enjoyable, because it's so amazing. No. Chassidus says you should study Torah Lishma. What Lishma mean? So in chapter 5 in Tanya, the Alter says that studying Torah should be like a child hugging his father. He just wants his father. He doesn't want to uh, get anything from his father, he just wants his father. Otherwise, you know, it could be like Lavan and Yaakov are hugging, but Lavan's hugging Yaakov because he's looking in Yaakov's mouth. He's kissing Yaakov. What does the guy have in his mouth? So possibly, when you learn Torah, you're kissing Hashem. Chassidus says the reason why Torah is compared to a kiss is because just like when two people kiss on their lips, their breath connects, so too your innermost thoughts are connected with Hashem's innermost wisdom. We study Torah. That's studying Torah for its own sake because you want to have an intimate connection with Hashem. That's the real reason to study Torah. So that's the reason the sages wanted the Mashiach to come wasn't that they should enjoy Torah. It was for Torah in with Menucha. What's the word Menucha mean? Let's first explain the word Menucha means. Menucha literally means tranquility, but it goes deeper than that. Let's go. Omar Chazal. The Gemara says, Tzadikim do not have tranquility. Not in this world, not in the next world. As the Torah says, they go from strength to strength. They're not 
ever resting, they're always going higher and higher. To understand this by first explaining a concept that was mentioned in the earlier Fabrengan of that year, 1953, where the Rebbe explains the first verse in Parshish Masse. Parshish Masse, it says, these are the journeys the Jewish people took when they left Egypt. There's only one journey, journey out of Egypt. So why does it say these are the journeys, in the plural, out of Egypt? And the answer is, although there's only one journey to get out of Egypt, but until you reach the Jericho, which the Hebrew word Yericha is related to the word fragrance, until you arrive at the coming of Mashiach, which concerning Mashiach it says Mashiach will merely be able to, with Mashiach merely smelling someone, the fragrance of someone, Mashiach will already know who they are. So until you reach the Jericho, until you reach the coming of Mashiach, when we will have someone who has the ability to uh, judge people by their fragrance, until we get there, you're not out of Egypt yet. So these are the journeys out of Egypt, because until you get to Mashiach, you're not out of Egypt yet. You may be out of Pisim, and you've arrived at Ramses, but, and so technically you're not in the geographic location of, 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 uh, of Pisim, but until you get to Yericha, you're still, compared to a higher level, that's still called Egypt. Compared to Yericha, that's still Egypt. Until Mashiach, it's still Egypt. And that's the meaning of this passage. The Tzadikim do not rest, they go from strength to strength, they're always ascending higher and higher. They're leaving their limitations. And they're going to a higher level, they're going further and further out of their limitations. Next page. So, menucha, the word menucha is beyond departing from limitations. Men- tzaddikim do not have menucha. Why do tzaddikim not have menucha? They don't have menucha because they're always ascending higher and higher. So menucha means being beyond limitations. If you're still leaving limitations, you're not in a state of menucha. Tzaddikim do not have any rest. Why? Because they're always leaving their limitations. So menucha means, tranquility means, being beyond limitations. And that's the reason why we'll all leave Gan Eden. They'll all come to this world to learn Torah from the mouth of Mashiach. Why? They're learning Torah in Gan Eden for thousands of years. What's the point of, of, uh, of, of uh, leaving to come to hear Torah from Mashiach? Whatever they're studying in Gan Eden is nothing, is air compared to the Torah of Mashiach. It's vanity compared to the Torah Mashiach. Why? Because why? They studying Torah. They're studying Torah. And Eden helps them leave their limitations. They studied Torah in the world of, of uh, Yitzira. And today, finally, Avon Ravino, whoever it is, is going to leave Yitzira and go to the world of Bria. Going to leave one level of Bria to go to a high level of Bria. They're going to another class of of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, let's say, whoever is teaching Torah in their, in their place in Gan Eden. And now, with this new information of Torah, they're going to be able to ascend to a higher place. They're going to leave the limitations. Mashiach is not only about leaving limitations. Mashiach is about comfort. What does that mean? About tranquility. 
And that's what the Rama means when it's when he says that the sages do not want Mashiach to come just to have pleasure. That means they didn't even want they didn't even want the spiritual pleasure of being able to go beyond limitations of their limitations. Physical limitations, spiritual limitations. That wasn't why they wanted Mashiach. What they wanted was Torah with tranquility. What does that mean? They wanted to learn Torah for its own sake. What does that mean for its own sake? There are different translations of the word Lishma. The word Lishma, for its own sake, means to draw down godliness and Torah. They wanted to give something to Torah. They wanted to bring down a higher level of godliness into Torah. That's one translation of Lishma. Another translation of Lishma is for the sake of the hey. Lishma is a shame hey. What does that mean? Concerning the lowest sphere, Malchus, which, is, which has a feminine energy, the Torah says that when Mashiach will come, the, a woman of valor will be the crown of her husband, which means the sphere of Malchus, which is the lowest sphere, will ascend to higher than all the spheres. So this, the reason they wanted this, to Mashiach to come was in order to bring Malchus, bring the lowest sphere, to ascend beyond all the, all the entire spiritual cosmos. It was for the sake of something that Hashem wants. Hashem wants something to happen to the Torah. Hashem wants something to happen to Malchus. So that's why they're studying Torah, not because of those reasons, because of their own, their own benefit. Or another, another way of explaining wanting Mashiach wanting Mashiach for the sake of studying Torah with tranquility means why do they want to study Torah? Just without any, without any kavanis, without any... There was once a, a, a discussion among Chassidim after the Rebbe Hashab passed away. And they discussed different things that happened by the Rebbe Hashab. And my Alta Alta Zedah Zalmeisha was there. And they're all saying different things they remember by the Rebbe Hashab discussing. And Zalmeisha starts crying. He said, what about the latkes that Henny used to make? <laughs> what about the latkes? I think what he wanted to tell them was that uh, you're speaking nostalgic about the Rebbe, and you're saying that you missed certain things, and things you, but, but, but are, you, are you really there? Is it really sincere? What about, what about the latkes? So uh, the reason the Chacham wanted Mashiach was not in order they should have pina coladas and ganeden. They just have this great enjoyment of Torah, a spiritual enjoyment, a physical enjoyment, to leave limitations, to go out of limitations, to, to whatever it is, should, should, they should be able to go, go beyond that. That's not why they want the Mashiach. They want to study Torah b'menucha. What's menucha mean? Menucha means a place which is beyond all limitations. So practically, that means they want to study Torah without any different intents to do the will of Hashem. And that is what Hashem wants us to do. He wants us to want Mashiach behesachadas. I mean, that means beyond my own personal connection to Mashiach. It shouldn't be because I have something that's bothering me physically, or something that's something that is bothering me spiritually. The Yulim the said, I don't just need Mashiach because I want it to be some amazing revelation of Hashem to relieve me of my spiritual angst. 
I'm letting go of, of my own my own discomfort right now. I should want the coming Mashiach because that is when Hashem's intent will be fulfilled. That means I should be able to go out of my own constraints to to the infinite revelation of Hashem. Meaning, it shouldn't be about me, it should be about Hashem's intent that there should be revelation of Godliness in the world. That's the, that's the reason we should want Mashiach. Uh, does it make sense? Any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes or cucumbers? We shouldn't just, I don't think they're ever saying that we shouldn't want Mashiach for whatever reason we want Mashiach already. They were saying, but beyond that. You have to, th- like they ever spoke about in the bundle. The real reason. Huh? The real reason. Because the Abish wants Mashiach. They ever spoke about Ramandal Futafas when he was in Russia, how he wanted to, he was building a mikveh in Russia. Why was he building a mikveh there, said? His wife had left Russia years before. It wasn't anything that could possibly benefit him personally. It's, they ever compared him to Nakshman Nadav. Nakshman Nadav is by the Yamsuf. Not thinking about any benefit for himself. Just Hashem wants us to get close to our Sinai. So the Mendelfat is building the mikveh in Russia. It's the Abishal one. So that's how we should look at the B.S. Mashiach. We want Mashiach to come, not just because of that will help all the Eden, but also because that's, that's too. That's also what should bother us. But beyond that, it should be because the Abishal's desire to have a home in this world be fulfilled only when Mashiach will come. Yeah.